Hey, this is Sebastian from the Metal Gods Meltdown, and tonight I'm joined by... Rekha from Death Valley High. It's great to be chatting to you today. You have been out and about, doing a lot of shows recently. Is there any standout? Actually, uh, I guess L.A. was, was fun. Um, played this little place in downtown L.A. And, uh, yeah, it's just it's one of those beer and, and wine places at night. And, uh, I don't know, it's just it, it's a different kind of vibe there. So that, it, it was cool. Awesome. Can you tell us the plans for the rest of the year, festival and gig-wise? Yeah, I wish we'd get some festivals, but um, I, I don't know how that works with, uh, you know, we're, we're releasing singles this year, and uh, we're going to roll out uh, two at a time. Uh, we just did one with Raise Hell, and uh, and then we're going to release a, like a quote-unquote B-side for it with some remixes and whatnot. So there'll be two songs that'll come out like, you know, quarterly, you know, something like that. And then, uh, you know, for festivals, I feel like they, they, they require you to have a full-length album before they come knocking around your door. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know if we're going to uh, make it over or not. So, um, we'll, so we'll see. We'll see. Because I know things are changing in the, in the whole industry. So we'll, we'll have to see about that. Let's fly Rest it out 
have you ever managed to get over the water to Europe and that? Yeah, we've we've actually done um, a, a, quite a quite a bit actually. We've uh, we've come over with a band called Unsucht in uh, Germany. Uh, we did a run with them. We did we did about six weeks with Killing Joke. Um, yeah, that was a, like a whole European. We did like maybe three days uh, in uh, in the UK, and uh, maybe a couple of days in in Ireland. Um, but uh, yeah, we, we did that. We did we did like a run with a band called Trapped from from uh, from here from California. Um, that was that was just okay. Um, but yeah, the Killing Joke that was, that was an eye opener. That was a great one. Yeah. For us, uh, I really look up to that band uh, um, musically, and and uh, and uh, you know, uh, I guess uh, uh, I guess uh, lyrically as well too. Can you tell us what do you like best about touring, and what's the worst? Uh, the worst is uh, just not knowing where you're going to shower every day, and uh, and pro- like probably uh, where you're going to get where you're going to go to the bathroom every day. Uh, but the uh, best part about touring is you just you just seeing new places, um, seeing new venues. Um, that's always really fun. Um, you know, meeting people is cool, but I don't know. There's something about architecture for me that I really get into uh, seeing how places are built. And uh, there's this, uh, there was a place in Leipzig. I can't remember what it, what it was called. It, was, it, was, it seemed like it was maybe off of the, like a university or something out there. And, uh, and uh, that was a really interesting place. It seemed like it was like a gutted church or something, and and they had all these these weird caverns and 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 caves and stuff that like led to like you know like the kitchen or like you know just stuff like that. I I, I really get into um, seeing architecture stuff like that. That sort of sounds like that would have been ideal for a video shoot for you. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I don't know if that really fits our thing, but you know. Um, I would never say never. (laughs) So how much do you rate the importance of actually being seen live and meeting fans whenever possible? That's probably like the very top. Um, I feel like when you see the when you see it all together, you know we've 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 taken our time to try to figure out what it is that 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 is live, you know. So, um, you know, I think that's really important to to see us catch us live. You might not take to us immediately. We sound different. We're we're unique. You know, we we, we blend some genres together. It's not always like the best. Uh, you know, people get really really singular about what they listen to. So if they see it, they catch it live, they might, you know, they might respond to it, you know, just from the way we present it live. And then, yeah, absolutely, as, as far as, like, we make ourselves available every night at the merch booth um, just to say hey uh, to people, the fans, and, and to new fans, and to new friends, and whatever. So I, I feel like that goes hand in hand. I, I feel like if you, if you catch them, you know, you, could, you can keep them. But you know, if you don't, if you don't do that, if you're, if you're just like, you know, if you got you have the rock star mentality, you're just, you know, um, you're, you're above it and that kind of thing. And maybe you got a different recipe, and that's cool for you. But I don't think it's going to work, you know, for, for bands that are just up and coming or you know or that are, you know, just trying to gain some traction. People filming the shows when you're playing a gig, does that annoy you? Right? Uh, a little bit. <laughs> it can, you know, it's, it's it, you know, you never know how, you know, you might be feeling that night. 
Um, you might not be feeling like, you know, tip top. And I just feel like, you know, if, if I could, I would totally do that Dan Danzig thing, you know, Glenn Danzig thing where it's like no cameras permitted or whatever. But at the same time, I, I feel like it does generate some buzz. Like people see it, you know, maybe in somebody else's feed and, uh, they're like, Oh, that, that looks interesting. Maybe I'll catch them the next time they come around. So, um, you know, I, I just like how, how spontaneity, the, the spontaneous uh, aspect of a show can be because you're there, you're experiencing, you're experiencing it live, you're watching it live, um, we're, we're, we're playing live. So, like, everything becomes, like, a special thing. You know, if, if it's a mistake, it's, like, that mistake. It's, like, it's, uh, it's caught in, in, in your memory kind of thing rather than, like, etched in time, like, on, you know, YouTube or something like that. So, you know... You know, like say, for example, I had a friend that was watching Aerosmith, you know, side of, side of stage, and was like, "Damn, they keep messing up." And um, how good it feels to be like, "There's a band at this level, at this stage in their careers, or whatever." You know, like they've they've done it. You know, they're legends or whatever, and they they can still fuck up. So, yeah, you'd rather not that be like you know blasted all over. You know, because I feel like everybody's just waiting for that one fuck up. You know, for to like, ah, we caught them. You know they, that gotcha moment kind of thing, and and that's that's just annoying. So I, it's a it's it's a double edged sword, honestly. If you could tour with three bands, dead or alive, who would you love to go out and tour with? Uh, you know, I get I get asked that, but it never never the dead or alive part. So that's like kind of throwing me off a little bit. But oh god, dead or alive, huh? Wow, that's that's interesting. I always say white zombie because that's almost like basically dead, right? Because Rob Zombie does his thing. And then, you know, White Zombie no longer exists, so it's just the Rob show. <clears throat> but So I guess I would say White Zombie, uh, Nine Inch Nails, and uh, I don't know, Alice Cooper. <laughs> I mean, what was the first concert you ever went to? Uh, first concert, I think, was, was it Blasters, uh, like a rockabilly band. <clears throat> but that was kind of by accident. You know, I, I stumbled on them at, a, at one of those uh, state, you know, festivals or whatever, the state... Uh, expos or whatever that they, they do every year every summer and um so that that was that was one of them but like the, the very first show that i got snuck into when i was a kid i was underage i just got i basically just got swept in with like somebody's older brother or whatever and uh i saw megadeth with um flotsam and jetsam and uh, dr no wow. i believe it was dr no <laughs> wow. anyways yeah yeah so i was like well, very first time of like, oh my god, what the hell is this slam dancing and uh, whatnot? Oh, it was verbal abuse. I'm sorry, it was verbal abuse. So um, yeah, that was that was a uh, that was. And I actually met the band somehow. I got I, I actually got backstage, you know, completely like I don't know how old I was, and uh, I had them sign my jacket at the time. Yeah, that's that's, a, that's a long time ago. It, like Dave is like just bouncing back from cancer and stuff. So you know, I still have that memory. <laughs> that's amazing. Of course, you released Jill last August. How pleased are you with the response from the media and fans to that album? Yeah, I'm, I'm actually just relieved it's out. It took so long to put the thing out. And um, the feedback has been, you know, interesting because, um, you know, the, the response to, let's say, a song like Crab Song by Faith No More, I thought it was really interesting how people, like, put that up on their, their Spotify, like I'm listening to now kind of thing. So it's, it's interesting because, you know, it's very, it very self-indulgent to do some of those songs, like, like let's say, uh, Crab Song for me um, with Ricardo Parasol. Um, 
that was that was completely self-indulgent. I don't even know if the guys were like, you know, <laughs> fully into it. They were just like, okay, there's your vision, let's go. As far as uh, as far as like uh, critically, it seemed it seems like it did pretty good, um, especially having Chino uh, from Deftones on on uh, the Christian Death tune. It got a lot of eyeballs on it, so I got to say that was, you know, we kind of needed a little a little burst of you know a little push of um you know a life somewhere um after we did the comedy christ tour we needed we needed something so that was that was that was really good uh fan wise people love it you know people really love the bananarama tune um which i think is is, is really fun and i you know people are asking for it to be the single and stuff like that so it's it's interesting just to get everybody's feedback you know like what what should have been the single or what it, you know, whatever. But it was pretty obvious that we should probably push, you know, uh, the Chino uh, thing, the Chino angle ahead and, you know, getting, getting magazines like the revolver and stuff like that. I thought it was probably the smartest thing to do. So what made you choose Bananarama? Come on, tell us. Actually, um, it was because we were choosing songs that were, you know, either fit the, you know, like for Chino, that was like that came together because he wanted to do that song with us live. We did a tour with Crosses, and um, with Hen- with Henry Elias, we did the Banana Rama tune, and that just came out like secondary because we were just throwing something like, "Hey, let's do something that you would never do," kind of thing. And we threw her in excess of all things. We're like. You know, I had a, I had listen like thieves is like like on the on the board. You know, do you want to do the song? She's like, I've never even heard of that band. I don't I don't know them. And we would sing like a couple things. She's like, I don't know them. Don't know. Don't. She's like, so I, we thought it was really funny. So we started singing her uh, the Banana Rama tune. You know, cruel summer. And uh, and then she's like, ah, I think I know that. So we went with that of all things. And it was literally we had met with her in Berlin. And um, she said that she would do it. So on the plane back from Berlin to the States, I started working on it, like, immediately. Just like, let me see what we can do, make it heavy, um, but make it somber. Like, it's a, you know, it's, it's kind of a, you don't know it. It's such a bouncy tune, but it's, it's a dark tune. So it, it seemed to fit pretty well. So that's how that all came together. <laughs>
plans to get an album out for 2021 and do you think you'll be doing another cover version you know uh so yeah the goal is to basically do the singles roll them out through this year and then compile them all into an album by 2021 um maybe do the final singles you know take them take out the uh the laggers and uh, and and make a concrete album and then you know this the dual covers thing was it, it turned out to be we looked at everything and we're like man it, this is like the, the runs the gambit of uh of 80s tunes you know it's like from one extreme to the other it's got super poppy or you got like super obscure um of the 80s so we thought maybe the next time we do it we'll do it of the 90s so it's a possibility that, that we may actually do another one from the 90s, yeah. Actually, not garbage. I was thinking of garbage. just came into my head for some reason, like, only happy when it rains. But so many people have done that now, haven't they? Yeah, you know, and it's funny because you say that, and, like, immediately my brain goes to uh, number one crush. And, like, just in the last couple of years, I've, I've stumbled across, like, two, two bands that we've been on tour with. They've done it. I'm like, <laughs> okay. You gotta find something like a deeper cut, you know. Can you remember the first gig you ever played with people watching you and how it felt? Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was. Uh, it was in a park, and we had got booked by these promoters in, in uh, Sacramento, 
and uh, we got booked while they were they were coming up. So the promoters were starting to do clubs, but they were also just starting to do these little Sunday like afternoon things. So we played with some punk bands, which was amazing because you know it's very incestuous in Sacramento. You you, you almost like have interchangeable members to some degree. So I was in a band called Laughing Jesus. And then uh, another guy was in another band. Um, I can't remember what it was called. And then we were this band called Dark Issue. And uh, we were kind of like, uh, God, like a slightly metallic seven seconds or something like that. Uh, so it was kind of punk and it was kind of in there. And I remember doing a cover of, uh, let's see, it was uh, Suicidal Tendencies. And I believe we did another one of Minor Threat or something like that. And I remember the promoter then was saying, like, yeah, I'll book you in our club, but you do too, way too many covers. So here I am, a later chapter in my life, and I'm still doing covers. <laughs> <laughs> what influenced you to go down the death, disco, gothic route of music? Uh, it's almost like it was like our name led us that way. Um, when, I, when I first named the band, I, I was really thinking of it as as kind of like a underbelly of, the, of a high school, like, you know, that Tales of the Dark Side kind of thing. So the dark, the, that darker underbelly of, of the world, you know, if you turned it upside down, everything's negative, everything's like, you know, uh, what is it, like the uh, upside down world or whatever, uh, like Stranger Things. Oh, and and it, that's kind of what led us down that road. Um, I had been a huge fan like you can tell, of uh, Faith No More, early Faith No More, and uh, uh, Ministry, and uh, Skinny Puppy, and things like that, um, Nine Inch Nails, obviously. That that was just like that was just like a part of what we were doing. It was like we were just kind of fusing things together. Then it just it just kept snowballing. You know, the more the more we played live, the more we could tell what people were feeling. And what seemed really natural to just kind of keep going in that direction, because probably the first record was probably not that that really um, focused. It was always a, a bunch of good songs, but not really focused. So that became the focus of just like we here's a blueprint of like what we think would be like you know a doom doom or death disco doom pop whatever this type of this type of boilerplate for this the sound. So we're you know we're just forever trying to make it even better <laughs> you know it was like have we have we got it yet are we getting going away from it you know so um and you know you really can't just stick with that uh, that kind of label even if even if we did kind of self you know diagnose it for for ourselves or whatever so that's 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 kind of how it came about can you tell me what has been the most outrageous thing you've done in the name of rock and roll Oh man, I wish I had something really good. Like you know, like what is it? Like jumping off of a, a two-story building into a pool or something like that? Yeah, something like that. Nah, huh. yeah, like literally, I think the craziest thing I've ever done was trashed a a green room. We just literally, we we were just there, like a, you know, we just thought it was something that you did, you know, kind of thing, and we completely trashed it, broke tables. We we didn't even really think anything of it. The uh, the promoters and everybody they came into the room and they were just get the fuck out of here and literally called the police on us and we got escorted out of the state. Um, we had a police escort get us out of the state. We were in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, I believe. And I was like, oh my god, I don't think I can ever play this 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 place again. We we got 
completely, you know, banned from the club or from the from the, the venue. You know, years later, I'm in a different band, uh, Death Valley High. I think we played we played it, and I was like, oh my god, I wonder if they're gonna remember. But all all's well that ends well. We we were okay. <laughs> if you're stuck on a desert island for a year, which four metal icons would you take with you? Whoa, I would. Probably, first and foremost, I'd probably pick Ozzy Osbourne. Man, I'd probably just go straight down the list of Black Sabbath members, but, like, hold on a second. We're going to go Ozzy first, because that guy just seems to be a laugh riot. Like, everything he says just seems funny. And we're talking about icons, so I'm going to have to go with Rob Zombie, because, you know, maybe we can actually make a movie or something. Make make it interesting, get creative. But now I've picked two singers, so now we're going to have to pick, pick a drummer. How about Dave Lombardo? Um, cause that way we can always have somebody, you know, to, 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 to make a drum circle happen. And then, um, let's see, guitar player wise, I'd almost pick Glenn Tipton, but I'd probably have to go with George Lynch from Dawkins. How about that? What was the last album you brought or downloaded? Bought, actually, I bought the Silver Snakes. We just were on tour with them. So uh, well, I bought that, and they gave me a download card for it. Uh, so I'll be downloading that pretty soon. But uh, if it wasn't them, God, you know, it's, it's such a hard thing to, to try to pinpoint because now with streaming, it just makes it so hard to... You know, I, I basically buy albums from from bands when I go see them uh, to support them and to actually have the have a twelve inch. Actually, I always if they have vinyl, I always buy the vinyl. And that would probably be Daughters. Um, I bought that Daughters record when they came through uh, San Francisco a few a couple months back. Yeah, that's probably it. What would you say is your motto in life? Never say never. Festival or small intimate gig? I think a festival. Vinyl or digital? Vinyl. Death Valley or getting high? <laughs> Maybe getting high. It's pretty high in Death Valley. Marilyn Manson or Ramstein? Ramstein. Denim or leather? Leather. I need to say that. Um, <laughs> do you have any final words for your fans and our listeners? Keep listening. Watch for watch for new music and get us over that pond and uh, let's let's do some gigs over over there. This is Rick Osborne from Death Valley High, and you're listening to the Metal Gods Meltdown. Yeah.